tell Jack about the dowry. Hey guys, it's Progress Texas content specialist Chris Mosier. It's Tuesday, June 28th, and as you heard in part one this last weekend, saw thousands of people here in Austin take to the streets in protest of the Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade that came down last Friday. And this happened not only across Texas, but across the nation. And in fact, the entire world is in shock over what's happening here. Emotions are high and range from anger to fear to disappointment all over the spectrum. But it does seem like a widening of personal engagement is underway, at least here in the first few days following the ruling. But it's a long way to November And I say a long way, but actually the midterms are really only a little over four months away. We have a third part of our series of three on the crackdown on abortion rights in America coming tomorrow. That will focus on the broader picture of what's at stake and things we can do right now. And while we want to be vocal and public about our disappointment in this ruling, it's clear that the powers that be so far are not listening. And as a result, the main thing we can do, the most powerful thing we can do to fight back for Texans today and Texans in the future is to vote and to be sure that everybody in our personal orbits is motivated and prepared to vote as well. And atop that crucial ballot here in Texas come November will be Democratic gubernatorial nominee Beto O'Rourke. So for part two today, what follows is audio from this last Sunday's rally hosted by the O'Rourke campaign here in Austin that featured a host of our statewide candidates, including nominee for Lieutenant Governor Mike Collier, Attorney General nominee Rochelle Garza, and a bunch of other dedicated Texas progressive fighters. Now, Beto makes this point, but it's important enough to telegraph here. We already agree on all of this stuff, and in all likelihood, we are already voting. So anything we do here in our comfortable little echo chamber is not doing much to move the ball. Now, right now, is the time to reach out in conversation to people outside that bubble. I'm talking family and neighbors, maybe even coworkers if that's workable. It's time to be ambassadors for what we believe in, so let's go. Thank you for listening today, as always, and for your support of all that we do here at Progress Texas. Let's head now for historic Pan American Park in East Austin on Sunday. Good God, it was hot, about 100 degrees outside, but about 6,000 supercharged up folks showed up and braved the heat, loud and proud, great energy and motivation. Please, as you listen, soak this juju up and get yourself moving. Step up whatever you may already be doing, and let's keep it rolling. MC Shelley Hayes McMahon here to introduce women's rights icon Wendy Davis, who herself introduces gubernatorial nominee Beto O'Rourke. Thanks again for listening and for supporting us here at Progress Texas. It has been nine years since our friend, co-conspirator, and champion, Wendy Davis, stood on the House floor. What do we call it, Wendy? Shouting down midnight? Shouting down midnight and the filibuster that spurred many of us here today into action. Wendy has been in the fight. She stayed in the fight. And she's here today because she knows what's at stake if we give up. Y'all know who she is. Bring Wendy on out to the stage. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Texas is the state that gave us Roe v. Wade. And Texas is the state that is going to bring it back. Nine years ago exactly yesterday, 
thousands of us from across this state gathered in the Texas Capitol the first time and only time in its history that it was filled to capacity. And we gathered because we were angry, because we knew we needed to show up, because women and others who can become pregnant in our state needed us to be there for them. We were fighting an anti-abortion law that would have closed almost every single abortion clinic in our state. And that day, because of our collective voices, we were able to shout that injustice down and filibuster that bill to death. And in that moment, we understood something about ourselves. We understood how powerful we can be when we decide that we are going to show up in a moment that we know so many people are going to become victimized by. And that's the moment we find ourselves in again today. It seems unreal to me. And I know you feel the same way, that we have been fighting this fight and fighting this fight day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and here we are. But let's all recognize how we got here. We got here through politics. We got here because the folks on the other side worked and didn't give up and elected people at every level of governance so that they could get judges appointed who would lead us to the moment that we are in today. And the only, only way that we are going to get out of this is to work harder than we've ever worked before. I cannot begin to stress to you how important it is that Rochelle Garza is our next Attorney General. And having been a member of the Texas Senate and having served with Dan Patrick, I cannot tell you how important it is that Mike Collier becomes our next Lieutenant Governor. And in this moment, if we are able to show people, not just across this state, but across this country, that when you take our reproductive autonomy away, we will rise up and we will make change. And that comes in the form of a new governor for this state. You know this about Beto. You know that Beto has no give up in him. You know that he has fought for us in his US Senate race, that he fought for us when he ran for president, and that he is fighting for us again. And he and his family have sacrificed so much to make sure that we have a voice who will stand up for all of us. So let's do our part. Don't let a single person that you know 
go without voting in this next statewide election in November. Let's show them our power and let's elect our next governor, Beto O'Rourke. Come on up, everybody. I want everybody to get as close as we can together. Believe me, we don't want to be in the shade right now. We want to be sweating just as hard as you are, okay? I want you to look at everyone who is next to you, everyone who's behind you, everybody who's on this stage right now. It defies the conventional wisdom in the rest of the country about who we are right now in the state of Texas. And listen, it gives hope to those who are tempted to succumb to despair at this frightening moment for so many. And we forgive them if they are thinking about giving up right now or if they have the privilege and the resources to, to go to some other place in this country or on this planet. But they are going to take heart when they see you here, they hear your voices, they see your faces, and they know that you are committed to doing the work to overcome this moment, and as Wendy just said, to win political power. Are you with me on this? We need Texas to know that we are together. I just left the liberal hotbed of Bryan College Station on, on my way up here. And I wanna tell you this, folks. We organized this weekend 67 door-to-door -door canvases across the state of Texas on Saturday, 30 today, the largest one we held the most block walkers, door knockers, people who are willing to talk to complete strangers about this next election to defy and overcome the voter suppression and voter intimidation was in Bryan College Station. They don't accept that any part of this state is too red or too Republican or too anti-choice. They acknowledge that more than red or blue, we are non-voting right now in the state of Texas. And it is up to us to reach out to our fellow Texans and to bring them in to this beautiful democracy. Now, we just heard from Wendy Davis. And one of the reasons that she is my all-time hero is that when she stood on that Senate floor in 2013, she had, she had no idea whether what she was doing was gonna bring about the desired results in that moment. In fact, the odds were probably against her, but she knew that she had to try. When she ran for governor of the state of Texas the next year in 2014, we hadn't elected a Democratic governor since 1990. No one gave her a snowball's chance on this day in Austin to make it through that race, but she knew that she had to try. She knew what she was up against, and despite that, and maybe because of that, and for all of us, she did what she had to do. And every single day thereafter, she has been right by us, side by side, step for step, fighting for every single Texan out here today and for the generations yet to come. That has got to be the spirit now. That has got to be the spirit now of all of us. Because, listen, the cynicism... The resignation that some feel, the temptation sometimes to criticize our allies and our friends and our other candidates for their imperfections or their inability to see things exactly the same way we do. When we do that stuff, we're doing the other side's work for them. 
We have got to stick together right now, and we've got to commit ourselves to the fight because the other side understands that this is about power and control. And we've got to get wise to that because, listen, if, as they said, this was about life, then we wouldn't have had 100 children lose their lives in child protective services just since the year 2020. If, if this was about life, as Yasmin said, we would not be leading so much of the developed world in the rate of maternal mortality, three times as deadly for black women in the state of Texas. If this was about life, we would not be the least insured state in the United States where more kids die of diabetes in Texas than any other state in the union. And if this were about life, then gun violence would not be the leading cause of death for children and teenagers in the state of Texas. If this were about life, then those 19 children in Uvalde, Texas would still be alive enjoying their summer break right now. This is about controlling the lives and the bodies of the women of Texas. But if we decide that we're gonna stay together, if we decide just like those great folks in Bryan and College Station who are knocking on doors right now under this blazing sun, their shirts drenched, their pants soaked, talking to people who may or may not see things the way that they do, taking a chance on that young woman who's never voted in an election in her lifetime because she says, it just doesn't matter. Things seem to go from bad to worse no matter what we do. And we say, you know what? Your power is in your vote. It is your voice. And if we all vote together, we are going to overcome that. We bring her in. We get her registered. She is on the rolls. Just here in Travis County, in the year of our Lord, 2020, 203,000 of our neighbors who were eligible to vote did not cast a ballot. Since then, 85,000 new voters have entered the rolls. So that is 288,000 new people that we can go out there and meet and talk to and bring into this election. 288,000 people just in Travis County from whom we have not heard. Ladies and gentlemen, I lost to Ted Cruz by 216,000 votes. The margin of victory is right here in this county if we're willing to go out and meet the people who can win this. You know, you know, We know, we know this. If those 288,000 eligible, non-voting friends, family, neighbors, classmates, colleagues of ours in Travis County, joined by nearly 7 million eligible, non-voting Texans across the state, if they showed up, you don't have an abortion ban with no exception for rape or incest. If they show up, Teachers aren't underpaid by $7,500 a year. If they show up, there is no high stakes, high pressure star test that they have to perform to in that classroom. If they show up, we expand Medicaid and ensure that if you wanna see a mental health care provider, you don't have to go to jail. If they show up, this state rises to its true potential. Each of us able to fulfill our promise, but but it's gonna take action. And please, do not let anything substitute for action. 
Twitter, social media, they're fine. They will not get the job done. We will not tweet our way to victory. I love TikTok as much as the next person, and you got to see me dance sometime, but that's not going to do it either. Watching MSNBC, talking to those who already agree with us, we have to go out there and meet those people who've never participated before. And ladies and gentlemen, you know this, that Greg Abbott in signing that voter suppression bill last year, he's targeted young and old, African-American, Latino, communities of color, those experiencing poverty and homelessness to try to keep them out of the ballot box. What if we all join this campaign, this effort, these great candidates here on this stage and ensure that those people who have been determined to be unworthy of the ballot are the very ones that we reach out to and provide the margin of victory on the night of November 8th. This is how we get it back. Last thing that I want to say in terms of action, there are a number of amazing people here in these yellow construction vests. So I've got one here at the front of the stage. Where's Ana Ortega? Ana, you need to come up here so people can see you. So the, these volunteers, each of them, you'll see them out there. There's, there's about 50 of them. They've got clipboards. There are five already scheduled canvases in five different parts of Travis County. I want you to sign up for one of them. So it's cheering, it's signs, it's voting, it's registering, and then it's bringing people in. And listen, as hot as it is right now, and as hot as it will be tomorrow when you go do that canvas or next weekend, if that is what you choose, and maybe it's a little bit uncomfortable and maybe it is inconvenient. Imagine how you'll feel if after this election is decided you have not done everything within your power to affect the outcome. Imagine the judgment of your kids and your grandkids and the generations yet to come who look back on us from the future and they say, hey, when all this was happening, when you were still arguably a democracy, when you still had the power to do this, what did you do with it? We want to make sure that we come through, that we are not found wanting at the end of the day. So this is the choice before us. We now know that progress is not linear or inevitable. We know that no victory is ever final. And we have to accept that the fight might very well go on forever. And I know that that is uncomfortable and it is inconvenient, but these are uncomfortable and inconvenient times. These are, these are, these are times not for the weak of heart, but we are strong, big-hearted people, right? We are the people of Texas. So when you have the choice between simply reacting to something or action, Action or reaction, what do you choose? Action, reaction? Action, reaction? You all ready to knock on some doors and win some elections and get some rights back in this state? Thank you all for being out here. Let's go out here and do it. Thank you. Gracias. Le agradezco.